Hey, welcome to another podcast. I have head coach Duke Pryor here. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing all right, Harvey. How you doing? Duke Pryor from IMSA North Academy uh, here in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's a pleasure to be on your show today, sir. Definitely, definitely. And so tell me a little bit about you, about how you grew up in sports. Tell me a little bit about how um, basketball has impacted your life. Uh, well, it's, it's been an intricate part of my life uh, ever since I was a little kid. Right. Uh, growing up in the neighborhood with my friends, we right. at grandma's court every day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing about basketball was just something that, that it was the allure of watching old school basketball. Isaiah Thomas was like my idol. Right. I was more his size versus Michael Jordan, even though everybody looked up to Mike. Right. But just playing with the older guys in the neighborhood, right. earning our keep. Right. on the court first before they would even allow us to, to come play. Out right. So we, we learned a lot as kids. And basketball has been an intricate part just as far as taking me all over the world, right. dealing with various athletes, right. uh, professional all the way down to youth, uh, working at the NCAA for a plethora of years, 11 right. years, uh, a few years with the NBA, doing the basketball mentoring program. So basketball has been a part of my life that's, that's, that's helped uh, – shape and mold me right. in so many ways. You know. What's been a – what or who has been a big influence for you in the basketball world? Oh, man, you, you – uh, uh, it's been a lot of people, really. I had a cousin that really kind of turned me on to it and, and made me fall in love with the game. Right. Uh, he's no longer with us anymore. Rob Franklin, I, uh, I salute to my cousin Rob. because I remember he gave me a basketball jersey from John Marshall that he played in. Right. He's much older than me. Right. Um, and then I had some other intricate people, Ann Little, who was my boss at uh, the NCAA. Right. And my direct report was a brother of mine called Greg Turner. Okay. Uh, Greg Turner, man, he just was a – he's always been a big brother, mentor. Right. Um, him and Ann Little kind of gave me my – Gave me my my uh, journey in basketball. Gave me a shot right. as an intern when I was working at the NCAA. So right. they believed in me when nobody else did. But it was, as they always say, it was the work I was doing when nobody was watching. So right. you know, those those are some intricate people who played a big role in my life as far as basketball is concerned. Right. So as a high school coach now, now we're going to dig into this. <laughs> as a high school coach now you probably see a lot of different things with parents and uh, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble here, but um, what's the, what's kind of like the difference of how the parents are handling things now versus maybe like how your parents dealt with you when you played ball. What, what are some things that you've seen? Uh, I think a big thing was I played at Lawrence North Mm -hmm. uh, for the legendary Jack Kiefer who played a big role in basketball for me. Once I uh, went to Lawrence North, he was very, you know, back then he was very, very adamant about, you know, uh, this is his team. Right. Um, you know, this is the way I like to do things. Right. He had a parent relationship, but uh, it was to a certain point to right. where, you know, I really don't need to hear from your parents because <laughs> right. this is my program and right. this is how we do it. Um, for myself, it's I kind of took that lead of this is my program. Right. Um, I don't go to your job right. and tell you how to do your job because I've heard I don't that know a lot. how to do your job. Yeah. So please don't come to me and tell me <laughs> how to do my job. Right. Uh, everybody can coach from the stands. That's right. easy because right. there's no pressure there. Um, but I think with me, my parents, my parents never got involved with the coach. Right. My parents were always the type, well, you probably need to go work hard. It's probably something you're not doing if you're not playing. Right. Versus what well, my son needs to play. Well, you know, I'm a firm believer. Come to practice. Right. 
For sure. You just come to the games as a parent. Right. Come to practice every day, and now you might be able to see, oh, he's taking off wind sprints. Oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. So, right. Um, but I think the good part about today's youth is most of the kids were getting back to the two-parent household. Right. You don't, you don't have a lot of one parent anymore. So they're involved. Right. Uh, and I just need right. those parents to realize that uh, high school coaches, uh, summer coaches, however you want to put it, right. spend a lot of time with your kids. Right. Sure. Let them have them for those two hours and they can give them back to you. That's how I do it. Right. Let me have them for two hours. Right. You can have them the rest of the day. <laughs> right. you know I, mean? I just right. need two hours of this time or whatever. So um, I just think it's a, as long as it's an open line of communication right. and parents have to be understanding that this is somebody's job right. and you got to let them do their job and right. let them develop your kid. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you always have a choice to go somewhere else. But what are you teaching your kid right. if you take him somewhere else? Every time he's faced with adversity, he leaves. Right. In life, that's going to happen. Marriages, relationships, right. uh, work, regular work jobs. I mean, you're going to have some adversity. You're just going to quit. Right, for or sure. Or you're going to fight through it. So it's the same right. thing with sports. And that's kind of that's kind of how I was brought up, man. We just, you're going to deal with the adversity and get through it. Yeah, that's why, I love, that's why I love sports. Sports is just like anything. If you if you can fight your way through sports, you can make it doing anything yeah. in life. I mean, you they put you through the ring a lot of times. Yeah. Man, I read, a, I read a, a, a article the other day I was talking about sideline coaching and you just, you just touched on that. <laughs> you just touched on sideline coaching. And it, and it says that basically that parents should not, should not sideline coach. And the reason being is because you're sending the kids mixed signals, no matter how old they are, no matter how young they are, the coach has a scheme. The coach knows the scheme. You don't know the scheme. So this particular point, you may be playing out of position, but that may be what the coach wants. What is your thoughts on sideline coaching, man? And, 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 and before you go into this, I got I to gotta be honest. A lot of times I, I, I check myself behind this because I, I, not that I sideline coach, but I, I, I find it uh, to be motivating. Like, get to the ball, go box out, rebound. I don't say, you know, go get the ball and go score or something against what the coach is saying. But I, I kind of use it as motivation. But after I read this, I'm like, man, you need to sit down and shut up. Because it says no matter if you played and you have a level of experience, like right. I'm a coach. I coach now. Right. So it's hard to get out of that box. But after reading this, I'm a little self-conscious. Well, so, you, you know what? Sideline coach is hard okay. um, because when, when you have a passion for the game, right, right. Um, you have to learn that. You know what? I'm a fan right now. Right, for sure. And I learned that probably from my 11 years of going to recruit and identify kids right. all over the country. Right. Because I had to sit in the stands and evaluate kids. Right. As bad as I wanted to talk right. and say, man, this kid is not doing that. I had to you sit had to there and say it myself. So now right. I believe I was trained right. to uh, sit there and be on the sideline. And now I can sit on the sideline and right. not say something. Right. Or I can say it to myself when I'm not loud, where right. everybody else hears it. Right. Um, I think parents mess up kids with sideline coaching right? because kids are now robots to the point of I have to look at my mom or my dad and see if I get validation that I do it right. For sure. And I let my kids know immediately, if you want to go play for mom and dad, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you got to follow what we're a cohesive group. Right. Now, if you're doing what mom and dad do, now you're messing up the team unity. Right. Because we practice this way all week. Now dad's telling you to shoot. Right. They ain't even your shot. Right. Like right. you messing up the team chemistry. Mom and dad, cheer for your kids. Right. Cheer for them. Right. 
Yeah, good job. <laughs> Don't tell them what to do because now that's like me coming to your job. Right. <laughs> your boss asked you to do this data entry. <laughs> you over like, my hey, shoulder. Can you, can, you, uh, can you go take your trash out? Right. right. Yeah, I think you take your trash out, but now I got to do this data entry. Now you're going to get fired because you, oh, he told me, no, nah, man, do what we need you to do. Right. Um, because when you get to a bigger stage, you're not even going to be able to hear your mom and dad if you so happen to make it play in college or right. in a big arena. You're not going to hear mom and dad. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? You got thousands of fans yelling at you now. Right, right. You're going to do what all, all of them tell you to do? Nah, it's not going to go down like no, that. No, it's not going to go down. So you got to – and that's a mental toughness that kids got to got to face. And parents should talk to them about mental toughness, becoming critical thinkers for themselves. Right. But that sideline coaching, man, it's – and I deal with it. I hear it. Right. I deal with it. I, 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 my gym is small. Right. So my parents are like two seats behind me in a row. So I hear <laughs> it. I know the kids hear it. Right. And I just, you know, and I have to remind the kids, you know, you play for us. Right. You know, you got to do what coach asks you to do. You got to listen to your teammates. And that's an ongoing battle with people. And sometimes I, I just, you know, I don't mind people cheering and doing all that. Right. For kidding. sure. But like I said, it's easy to coach from the sideline. Right, it's right. Because you know, you know all the, you know, all, you know everything you're supposed to do. Right. Everybody probably could coach that Duke and uh, UCF game, <laughs> but ain't nobody in the trenches with them kids. Yeah, for sure. Coach. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's easy to say what you should have done. But sideline coaching is, uh, it's it's fun. It's interesting. I have some parents that are. Sometimes I have to be like, hey, let's right, calm down, down a little because bit. Because the referees hear that too. Right. And I hate to say it, they kind of penalize the kids for the parents. Right. When they should tune out the parents as well. But that's right. another story. Well, I, that article talked about being a player, yep. being a coach, yep. and being a spectator. Yes. If you're not the coach, you're a spectator. Yes, sir. If you're not the coach, you're a player. Yes, sir. So we, we really need to, as a um, – as, as parents and, and having these generation of kids, we need to step back. And if, you, if you're going to entrust your kid to a coach, that's what you need to do. Yeah, you, need to, you, you need to let that be. What's, it, what's the difference? Yeah, now, I, I know this firsthand, but what's the difference as a, uh, in the game of basketball as a coach versus a player? And, I, and the reason I'm asking this, I want, you know, for parents to understand – Kinda what we do as coaches, uh, how we how we think um, to give parents a little bit of insight on the difference of maybe you played back in the day and you never coached, but you know the game. What's the difference that you see when you played versus you coaching now? What would you? What is? How is your mindset different from back then to now? Man, that's a good one. Um, I got into coaching by default. Mm. Um, but somebody told me a long time ago I probably should have been a coach. Right. And uh, after watching and seeing things uh, from the youth basketball sector, um, I had a good friend of mine, Jay Watford, salute to my man out in Virginia, Jay. Right. Um, he's the one who kind of pushed me to keep coaching. Right. So I coached a couple of fall leagues. We won a couple of championships. I'm a firm believer in, in high school. Right. Not that it's easy, but it's easy. Because right. I think you got to teach kids how to compete, right? Be competitive, right? And the basketball, the X's and O's that come with it. Uh, but he told me, he says, "There's so much bad basketball out here, mm. Duke. You have to do it because you understand the game, and right. you're going to teach and give the kids what they need for sure, the right way." Right. And I was like, "But I don't want to." He's like, "No, you have to do it. We we are losing those old school nuggets, right?" Because of the new school, nothing against the new school, because what you do is what you do. Right. 
but that old school nugget of teaching kids the fundamentals of the game right. versus playing all the time right. and not getting the fundamentals. So now when that kid goes on to college, the college coaches are having to do what high school coaches used to do. <laughs> you used to be prepared for college. Now there's so much skill development because, right. you know, people are falling by the wayside of doing it. The, it's, it's nothing like a piece of paper, man. Right. Writing right. stuff on a piece of paper versus typing it on the computer. I know the computer is easy, but you're still going to hit the print button and For it's sure. come out on paper. Right. Or you probably could have just wrote it out. Right. You know what I mean? That's the reason why bookies still got books. Right. I mean, it's just some stuff is just old school. You just you just old fashioned, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and, and I like that. That's what I am. I'm old fashioned. But you got to have the new. You got to have the new. With new kids, you got to be able to think like them. Right. And and be you got to be quote unquote a player's coach and get into their minds and and. You know, like I said, I don't know what it's like to grow up as a 15-year-old nowadays. Right. So much technology and things of that nature. But with basketball, at the end of the day, right, the goal is to put the ball through that little rim right, and play defense right, and be competitive. So, man, on this podcast, we really support. And I'm really about to start uh, with our sponsors and, and supporting teams and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um like I said, Rita's Ice with Don Thomas. And oh, do man. that. Replay Hemp with my brother Al Harrington. Okay. I see you have a hoodie on today. I, I want to know what that's about. Uh, well, the hoodie that I have on today is it says await. Right. Uh, await means all we ask is trust. Okay. Uh, that's my youth basketball program, which this is the first year. Okay. Uh, we started this year. Um, Rita's Ice Cream Salute. Oh, let me let me let it, please, <laughs> Donald. Let me let me let me change. Rita's frozen custard. Frozen I will, custard. I will not say ice cream <laughs> right. around that man. Right. Rita's frozen custard. Man, he's uh, he's passionate about Rita's. He's super passionate. He's passionate I think he Rita's. I think he's more passionate about it than he was in football. But right. and that's what you got to do in your in your next career. And I and yeah. I love I love his product. People go out 96th Street, Indianapolis, or whatever be Carmel right. Fishers oh, area, 96th Street. Yeah. Please go to Rita's. Uh, get you some frozen custard and some Italian ice. It's the best. It's unbelievable. City. Incredible. Uh, they're big sponsors for our youth basketball program. They support us. Right. Uh, we're going to have a Rita's uh, Day mm-hmm. um, there with our basketball team. We also picked up another local uh, sponsor and supporter, which would be Hangtime Indy. Salute to my man, Monty, nice. and everybody over Hangtime. Nice. People go over on Georgetown Road or 38th Street and get your, get your fashion, get your gear up. Right. You know what I mean? So, but Await, it is simple, man. All we ask is trust. And the reason why I named it Await was – I just feel like there's no trust in parents, right. kids, coaches, and youth basketball because you see kids jump from team to team to team. Right. Parents run over here because they don't like it over there. Right. Uh, and the little group that I started with, uh, ironically, we was with a program called uh, New Vision Ballers. Okay. And uh, we, we, we branched out on our own, and New Vision is a great program who got me into youth basketball coaching. Right. Um, said, Duke, take these kids and, and take them to their next level. So right. I decided to name it Await. These group of kids been together since, like, fifth grade. Okay. Um, we want to expand Await. Right. We want to expand it. Right now we have a freshman team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, we have a freshman team, we have a 10th grade team, and we have a 17 U team. So okay. We want to expand down to fourth, fifth, you know, sixth grade teams eventually here. Right. Uh, so if you ever got kids that want to play, let us know. But right. we, we might get Mr. Harvey to come and coach a team. <laughs> so, you know, it's all good. It's all good. But that's what weight means. Right, for sure. And for the sure. hoodies are for sale if you want one. Right, for sure. So, man, talking about 
the difference between high school and AAU basketball. And I mean, this is this is the reason why you started this program. It just seems like AAU basketball is just looked at as so much more fun. Um, you know, parents seem to love these AAU coaches. I remember when I coached at North Central, I had, you know, AAU coach would come in and try to train our girls. And I was like, wait a second, like our season's on. We're not, you're not coming in here. Tra- I, I'm going to train our girls and we're going to make sure we kind of go from there. But it just seems like, AAU basketball is just looked at as like the um, if you if let's say for instance you got two children and you got the one child that does no wrong you know what I mean and you know you know that for sure we know that's not right we know they're probably doing worse than the other kid but you got the kid that kind of makes mistake and you and it's tough on him and it just seems like everybody's so down on the kid that makes mistakes and the one that's, you know, that, that does no wrong, you know, that's kind of the, uh, how I see AAU basketball. It just seems like, you know, because there's no accountability. Um, you can play a hundred games, um, mm-hmm. and then you can just switch jerseys. You can come, you can go across here, you know, go to Ohio, play tomorrow and then come back to Indiana and play five games and you may win something over here and then win something over here, and they just feel like, you know, oh, man, well, AAU is where it's at. Well, I, I don't see it that way, and I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is, but what are your thoughts on AAU basketball versus high school, and what, how should kids look at this realistically, or how should parents look at this realistically? Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to say – non-scholastic basketball versus mm. AAU basketball. Mm. AAU is just a governing body right. who created right. youth. Not, they didn't create youth basketball. They're just an entity of youth basketball. For sure. They get all the backlash of all of youth basketball. Right. So that's why I want to say parents should be educated right. that every tournament your kid plays in is not an AAU tournament. Okay. It is a non-scholastic tournament. Right. AAU, if you don't have an AAU membership and right. the tournament is not AAU certified, right. then you are playing in a non-scholastic tournament. Okay. For example, Nike EYBL is not an AAU tournament. Hmm. It is a Nike EYBL certified right. tournament. Okay. So parents need to know the distinction between the two, first right. of all. Right. So non-scholastic bas- basketball versus high school basketball. Two different games. Right, for sure. One is a run-up-and-down type deal. Right. Um, you got people giving instructions, but there's not a lot of instructions. People feel like, uh, you know, they if it, people feel like they have an ownership in it because they kid is playing and I can say whatever I want to say right. to the referee, the right. this and that. It's a big gorilla out there that, that is on the loose and they're probably not going to be able to keep it tamed and controlled. High school is a little bit more controlled. Right. Uh, I believe they're trying to get the the high school to have a little bit more power like they used to. Right. Uh, the AAU coach now is just so powerful because right. Right. Um, somebody sold they soul a few years, I mean, some years ago with AAU people coming in or non-scholastic people coming in right. and talking to their high school coach saying, hey, I got a player. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He, he, he want to come to your high school, but under these circumstances. Right. And, you know, of course, if one person does it, Eventually, people want players. I mean, you got high schools now. They're hiring non-scholastic coaches just so they can get players at their school. Right. Now, is that recruiting? It could be. But is, is, is everybody doing it? No. But are people doing it? Yeah. Right. Uh, I just think AAU gets a bad rep in the negative things that go on because they do so many things positive. Right. Um, they have so many different sports. Right. Basketball is just a small yep. part of it. Right, for sure. 
So non-scholastic versus high school. High school is, I will say this, Indiana high school basketball is the best high school basketball in America. Really? And I would challenge it in the world. There's nothing like Indiana high school basketball. Right. And I've seen it all over the country. Why do you think that is? Their culture? Is it rich in culture? I think or? it's the culture. Okay. I think it's the culture. There, I believe um, you got to remember it's it's a great form of entertainment okay. uh, for $5. Right. You know, you can go down to small town USA, mm -hmm. Indiana, mm -hmm. and you got 3,000 people in the gym watching some right. kids play basketball. It's like the movie Hoosiers right. and uh, Blue Chips and things of that nature. And it's just something that is just big, you know what I mean? So uh, I right. think high school basketball is is, is great basketball. Right. Um, I just watched Ben Davis play Carmel for the championship. Yeah. Great basketball. Salute to uh, Don Carlisle in his first year yeah. going to the state championship, even, the, you know. Um, I think he cost me a state championship back in the day. We, <laughs> we lost to Ben Davis, Lawrence Northfield. But, you know, right. I salute him as a, as a high school coach now. But that's that's kind of my take on non-scholastic basketball versus high school. Right, right. Don Carlisle and Ryan Osborne, they both went to IUPUI. Correct. I know both of them very Correct. well. Uh, I commend you guys on getting your teams there and, uh, you know, doing a great job coaching. What is your take on uh, – non-scholastic basketball <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot that's a big word yeah uh, versus high school do you think and and i keep hearing that the nba is going to be a part of this which i'll say aau because it's, it's a little shorter time mm -hmm. but they're saying that aau is basically going to be like year round they're going to they're trying to get it to be year round for these kids do you think that uh, that high school basketball is going to take a hit behind that uh, I think they'll take – of course they'll take a hit just because it's something that's year-round, but it's already year-round. It's just it's just going to be different because mm. I think college basketball coaches are going to find it harder to recruit because mm. now you don't know, am, am I supposed to go to this kid's high school game or right. am I supposed to go to this kid's game on the weekend? Right. Now, um, I, I don't agree with it because now you're kind of um, in the way right. per se because now kids can say – okay, I don't want to play high school basketball. Right. I want to go play, quote, unquote, non-scholastic basketball. But now, is this kid going to have his grades? Right. Because hmm. everybody's not going to go from, from high school to the league. Right. It's, it's, only, it's only 400 jobs. Right, for sure. It's only 400 jobs. Right. So some of y'all going to have to go to school. Right. Or y'all can go to that little minor league system, which is fine. <laughs> but you got to be ready. Right. And we know, and, and I'm sure you've lived it, everybody's not ready. Right. It's a, it's a whole nother game that's played in, in the NBA versus high school and in college. Oh, they think they're ready. They think they're <laughs> ready, but it's a lot of work to right. take place. Right. Uh, you, you got the monetary factor. You got a young kid who's never had money. You give right. him money. That's probably the worst combination is time and money for young people. Right. And I, and I, I, question, I question that system because you, I, I, I would imagine a college coach would like to see a kid in a system. Correct. Like if you go to Duke, I mean, obviously you have to you have to play your game through the system. But I mean, if you're playing just AAU basketball, that's not system basketball. Structure, you know. Structure I mean, as a high, as a college coach, you want to see some structure. How does this kid play in situational basketball? Because summer basketball, you're gonna get your situations. But I, I'm a firm believer. I don't like to let my kids run up and down unless we're doing a structure in the summertime. Right. It's right. one thing to run and gun, but are we learning? Right. Or we just wasting time just running up and down the court. So I'm a, sure. I'm a firm. I'm, I try to teach my kids right. uh, when we play summer basketball. But it's go, it'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting because now 
you're going to open up another part of the gorilla, man. He's going to have another tentacle to his arm or whatever that's going to get big, and we're going to have to figure out how to control it. And I know. I, I, I think there's people that don't understand it behind the scenes that are calling the shots. Right, right. So I'm going to have you pull that coach's hat off okay, and okay. put on that parent hat. Okay, I'm putting on parent uh, hat. So you, you, you do have a baby, right? I do. I have a son now. He's one years old. Okay, he's one years old. Uh, what are some best practices? Because I know he's, I know he's gonna play basketball. <laughs> well, I, l- listen, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. What he, he's likes. Gonna do what he wants he to do. Plays, no, I, I get it. I get, I get it. it. I have, I have three kids, and I'm not pushing them to play basketball, but I love for them to play basketball. So if they do, I'm gonna they make do. them. Right. I'm gonna make them as best as I, you know, whatever I can do as a parent, yes, whatever I can give you, I'm gonna give it to you. Yep. What? would you give your son or what what are some best practices that you're going to kind of some principles that you would preach your son on like what what would you what can you give him man i'm gonna give him what kobe uh kobe bryant told me okay uh and that and i i think you know me and kobe you know close in age uh we've worked together it's something that kobe said that stuck out so bad right he says if you're gonna do it be the best at whatever it is you're gonna do for sure or don't do it for sure. The other advice is I'm gonna give my son. We're gonna stick to the basics, right? Then we're gonna do it over and over and over and over again. Do we get it right? Till we get it right. Right. Stick to the basics, because I tell people all the time, you can go break Michael Jordan's game down. Right. He is doing basic, fundamental basketball. For sure. He just did it to a higher level. Right. Kobe Bryant, if you go break his game down, right? He's doing basic fundamental basketball at a whole nother level. Right. And he just perfected a couple of things. Effectively. So that would be my advice for my son. That's what I'm going to give him. So, look, man, we're going to do it. We're going to do it 1,000%. Okay. And okay. we're going to do the basics. Okay. We ain't going to be doing all that advanced because some of that stuff don't equate into the game. For sure. Some stuff is just instinct. Right. Right. So you can take your parent hat off and you, okay. can, put your, you can put your coach's hat back on. Okay. You're not gonna hurt my feelings because I, I am a basketball trainer. So okay. You you won't hurt my feelings, and I and I and I'm big upon like I said I I'm I'm a fundamental guy. Okay. Footwork, balance, okay. you know, uh, mechanics. That's okay. what I'm about. You know, okay. if if you want to learn the extra stuff, and your parents want me to teach you that, well, you gotta have the basics first, and then we can we can go into that. If that's what, if that's what you want. Okay. I'm not just gonna give it to you on my own. Okay. What are your thoughts on these trainers that are out here? Well, I'll say this. Um, you come from a basketball pedigree family. Right. You've grown up around basketball all your life. Right. You have a uh, a family member who has been a professional basketball player. Right. So I would probably entrust you mm-hmm. with training my child as far as basketball knowledge is concerned. Right. Um, it's hard to talk about basketball training at this point because – there's so many people that want to do it and are doing it. But I watch some people and they're teaching advanced before you get to fundamentals. Right. And to me, I can't watch that. Right. The kid needs to know how to dribble. His shooting form needs to be to be uh needs to be on point. My biggest pet peeve is is kids shooting with two hands. Right. Like, and they wonder why the ball goes off certain different ways. Right. So I guess my thing would be, um, I'm gonna salute one of my guys who's I believe the best in the world at doing it. 
Uh, that would be Christopher Thomas. Yeah. Of, of world domination. He's one of the best basketball trainers. He's been trainers. in it for years. He's been in it for years. <laughs> uh, functional fitness is his main thing, but he adds it with the basketball. And he gets right. great products. Yeah, he does. Okay, he gets he great does. products. Uh, somebody like a Chris Thomas, I, I salute to him. For sure. And I send kids to him. Um, everybody's not a trainer. Right. I always tell people, do your research <laughs> on the trainer or, right. or, or go to a couple of sessions. Right. If you don't know anything about basketball, it's hard to judge if he's doing the right things. Right. Um, I, I watch some training sessions and kids warm up doing advanced moves. And I'm like, what about the basic move to get you there right. first? Right. Um, so it's, it's just something that I think a lot of people got into. The allure of basketball is what gets people in these situations. But I'm not knocking anybody's hustle or anything. I'm just telling parents, you know, be careful who you send your kids to, research that person, go watch the training sessions, and then measure your kids' success from the time they start to when they to where they are. Right. You know, and, and when you go see them play, are they doing what they do in training in the game? Right. If they not, then why are we going to training? Right. Right. Why are we going to training if you can't do that in the game? Right, for sure. That's I mean, NBA player, James Harden, I'm sure he practices every move we've seen right. on TV. Right. That would be good training. Yeah. Yeah. First to see him going to practice all day, then he gets in the game, he don't do it. Right. So yeah. uh, well like you like you said, man, uh Christopher Thomas, uh over there, the hundred hundred percent hoops or hundred percent what is it, hoop domination? It's hundred percent hoops and then it's world domination. World domination. So, yep. Okay, well I, I remember him training in high school. I right. was in high school and he was training kids. And I mean he's been doing this for a good little while. Him and Joe Bonazar at uh at Impact Basketball. I mean, right. these guys are two of the best guys that I've seen um, that what I would say to parents uh, when you're, when you're looking for a trainer, um, you look for somebody that's going to push your kid. Correct. I mean, you, you gotta, I, I see a lot of kids put up videos and stuff like that and they're half-heartedly making these moves and they're going and they're finishing it. It's like, well, great. Well now get in the game and go full speed and do it. Mm -hmm. They can't do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or you, you talk about, like you said, they got all these moves in the layup line and they never use any of it in the game. I've, I've sat and watched NBA players work on their game, yes. period. And, yes. and the crazy part about it is that when they start from start to finish, I mean, they're going hard. These guys are sweating. <laughs> they're sweating. They're yes. going hard. Now, Chauncey Billups may come in and he may work out, but James Harden may come in and he may work out. The workouts are only different in the style. Correct. They go. They they're actually doing the same thing. James Harden ripped the ball through this hat, but James Harden putting his step back into it. Yeah. Chauncey's ripping, and then he's making the move. And he's floating the basketball, but it's it's just a difference in how how hard these the kids train, the intensity versus. Because I, I get a lot of new kids, and new kids come in and. They look at me like I'm crazy when we get done because they're like, they're sweating, they're tired. Why well, had one parent come to me the other day and say, hey, my kid has never sweat in a training. And I'm like, are you, are you How serious right that's now? That's like going to the playground. I'm like, you got to understand that I'm about results. Yeah. I'm not about how many kids can I get, how much money can I make. I'm about results. I, eventually, with the training thing, I would like to be a, of a stature of a Chris Thomas, a Joe Bonazzardi. People are like, hey, man, you need to go to him. You know what I mean? Chris is going to retire, you know, at a certain point, yeah. and I would love to take that rank. But parents just don't understand that, you know, stuff looking good. You know, I, I'm not going to name names and give you one example, and then I'll move on. There was a kid that I was training, and particularly a pretty tall kid. 
I, I was working with them, but I was like, okay, we can work on our handles. We can work on a 12 to 15 footer. But I was like, oh, we're going to work some post stuff. Parent, right. parent didn't like it. <laughs> they pulled the kid, pulled him and took him, took him to somewhere else. I'm not going to name any names. Right, right, and right. the kid is working on all this stuff. So I had a friend of mine that was kind of watching his kid work out before game. And I look over and they're like, man, they're getting better. Look, they got that hop step, got that, got that step back, got this – the, the Euro right, step. I mean, right. they were over there working every single part of it, and I mean, they were working hard. Got in the game, caught the ball, put it over the top of over the top of his head, shot the ball in, <laughs> ran down. You know, not not even not even calling for the ball to go to go make moves and do. I'm like, so you're doing all this stuff that I you're actually you're actually working out and training, doing all this stuff that you would like to do. I'm giving you what you need to be effective. Yeah. And then you get in the game and you do halfway do what you need. But I could have I could have taught this particular kid how to post at this point. Yeah. Now your stock is going up. Of but course. you you're the tallest kid out there and you want to dribble. I get it. We've been I've I've been there. I've seen people that wanted to dribble the basketball and they're six eleven and it's like, nope, get your butt down in the post yeah. and let's make this work. So parents just need to understand, like, what's real and what's not. You know, Kevin Durant is one of what? How many, how many guys are you going to find at 6'11 that, that, that can do what he can do? You know, they'll be athletic. I ain't seen another one like him. Right. So parents need to understand that. you got to do what's best for your child, and you got to guide your child. And that's, and that's what they got to do. But wait. <laughs> all we ask is trust, bring, bring them, bring them just, over there. All we ask is trust. Right. Just trust what we doing. If you don't see him get the trainer, right? Just trust what he's doing today. You know what? He may work on something, right? That you like. No, nah, I don't really think they should work on that. But that might be something to get him to that next level. For sure, for sure. I've seen, and I use Chris Thomas for example. I've seen people go there and they like, oh man, what they doing and this and that. And I'm like, all right, y'all. Right. Just, just trust my man. He can't give you everything in one hour. Right. For sure. It's going to take us some time to do this. Right. One right. of his good products, Gary Harris, been going there since the fourth grade. Right. Ironically, Gary has 84 million reasons <laughs> that the stuff works. You know, I mean, he's in the NBA now. Right. Big contract. You know, he, Gary's not his first NBA pro. Right. But I'm saying that's a kid that went in the fourth grade. Right. His parents trusted Chris Thomas. Right. They they didn't complain. They kept sending him every – well, I mean, every day Gary used to go. Right. And now look at the end result. Right. It's just like a kid getting in high school. We're not going to see that kid flourish until he gets out of high school, probably. Right. Because that's a process. It's like science projects. Right. You're not going to get the result right there the first time. You got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It's like a baby walk. Right. The proof is in the doing. Yeah. I mean, if so, you... <laughs> I mean, this is one of the things, man. Parents, trust trust the trainer. If you're going to take him to the trainer, trust him. If you don't like him, that's your preference to go somewhere else. But give the trainer a chance if they're, if they're a real trainer. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, last thought. Yes, sir. A lot of parents out there listening, yes, possibly sir. some of your parents. Yes, sir. What is the biggest piece of advice you'll give a parent that's going to go through this ride, high school, possibly college, uh, on their kid? What's the biggest piece of advice you give? It sounds cliche, but all I'm going to say is you got to trust the process and what you're doing. Okay. Do your research. Right on your high school coaches, your summertime coaches. I tell people all the time, if you want to Google me, Google me, uh, or go talk to some parents that I work with. Right. Go talk to the parents. They're not going to lie to you. And then you can go talk to the kids. I don't care. Right. Because what I do, I know this is what I do. So right. my advice is trust the process and where you send your kid. Uh, it's going to be some adversity. Right. 
you know, you just got to let the kid deal with it. Uh, one of my kids, the other day, I use an example real close. This is a kid, he goes to Pike High School, and he just got an award for, I think, mental attitude or something like that. And because he was dealing with adversity of, why am I not playing more, coach? Right. And I used to always send him a text back, are you playing as hard as you can right. when you play? Right. He was like, nah. And I was like, all right. I said, but when you, you got to be ready, though, when he do call your number. Right. And I think the coach saluted him for taking that role and being ready when he called his number. And I told him, man, it's just a process, man, because right. some kids have a lot of glory early and then other kids catch up to them. Right. Because they stop working. <laughs> Don't stop working. <laughs> Parents, trust the process. Right. Um, and, and let your kids figure some of this stuff out. Yeah. Don't try to figure it all out for them because when they go to college, they're going to be on campus by themselves. So. Yeah. So yeah. That yeah. would be my that would be my take. Just trust the process. Uh, you know, in a way, we just all we ask is trust. Right. I tell right. all my kids, just trust me. When I let you down, let me know. Right. Right. That's funny. That's funny yeah. because we're we're about to start these uh these segments called parental guidance. Gotcha. And what what the segment is gonna be about is gonna be about parents and their kids on how kind of like how to guide your kid in the right direction. Yeah. Because the same thing happened, you know, with, with my me and my brother started basketball late. And, you know, my brother started it, uh, he started as a freshman in high school. Mm. So we were looking and it was like, man, look at this kid. Look how good this kid is. There's mm. no way, you know, I'm ever going to be better than this kid. And, you know, now, you know, all this, you know, best second grade in the nation, third grade in the nation, fourth, that does not mean a thing. And, 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 that's, and, and that's about money because yeah. they, they want to yeah. bring Yogi Farrell, who's the best third grader, to – you know, Georgia, so that they can get the kid that's arguably, you know, the second and third guys can play him, and it's about money. What what a lot of parents have to realize is that no matter what you do, the field is going to level up. That's what I call it. I call it leveling up because everybody's going to – somebody's either going to get stronger, they're going to get faster, they're going to get smarter. And then you got to take, take into account there's some athlete that's out there that's playing – soccer yep. they're running track yeah they they're super they're ball. super athletic and all we ask is trust is going to see them on the sidelines and they're going to say hey have you ever played basketball before and then guess what that kid's going to get in and he's going to want it more than any other kid there and then that's that's going to be the kid that's going to go far now i'm am i saying that that kids that been in it all their life not gonna make it no i'm not saying that but i'm just saying it's the kids that get it i remember when d wade was in high school and we looked at him and we were kind of like, uh, he's okay. And then he went through Marquette and then all of a sudden, I mean, he kind of turned it on, but, but, he, but he wanted it. Yeah. And those are that, that I'm, I'm not going to give too much because <laughs> I, because I, because that's my, that's one of my segments yeah. we're going to talk about. So y'all, y'all got to tune into that, but you know, I, I appreciate your feedback and, and especially from one coach to another being around the game. I mean, you, you think different. And especially if you play, you know, you played the game and you coach the game. I mean, our thought process is going to be a lot different than than everybody else. I mean, we're not like a lot of stuff you touch on. I'm, I'm just like I have these conversations with parents. I have these conversations with my wife. I mean, me and my wife debate all the time. And we're like, I'm like, she's like, well, so-and-so, you know, she look at certain kids and she's like, well, that kid is pretty good. And I would like for our daughter to be. And I'm like, listen, our daughter is very skilled. She can play the game of basketball. Do I want her to be a phenom right now? No, because if she does, guess what? She's going to stop working. And if she wants to play the game of basketball, you know how it is. You got to keep getting better. You got to add stuff every every year. So, like I said, I tell people that. 
Right. You can get exposed. Right. Or you can get some exposure. Which one you want? Because <laughs> you got to be ready to peak. Right. You know, I work right. with some of the top high school basketball players in the world. I mean, I remember, and I think one kid that handled it well, mm-hmm. and, and, and later on in life, I think it kind of caught up with him. And that kid, O.J. Mayo, I think he's probably the best yeah. high school basketball player I've ever seen. Man, he was unbelievable. Well, O.J. Mayo was unbelievable. You know, unbelievable. so it was good. Was un- it was two guys. That I seen. It was two guys. Personal. DeWine Wagner was out of this world. I believe. So I'm from New Jersey. I've never seen him personally. And Shaheen Holloway. See what I'm saying? Shaheen Holloway had 2,500 points for correct. his – I mean, he was unbelievable. But I, I'm with you. And I say the O.J. Mayo comparison just because right. – the kid had a target on his back in the sixth for grade. For sure, for sure. And he held that thing right. in sixth grade. And, and he kept going. He All kept going. Way. Yeah, but that's rare. How many, how, many, how many guys have you seen do that? That's what I'm saying. We didn't know about LeBron until, you know, right. junior year, senior year, you know, right. somewhere in that area. I mean, right. we knew about him, but since sixth grade, O.J. Mayo was, oh, he's the next whatever. And he held that thing for a long time. So I, I, salute, I salute him for that. And people made a lot of money off of that kid. Right. You know, I hate to hear that. But – He's a kid that I, you know, we've we've had a personal relationship that I just commend him for being able to do that. So I tell parents nowadays, quit worrying about the rankings. Right. There's a kid somewhere right. that is not even playing not basketball. Even playing. Nope. And he might be better than your kid. And your kid is quote unquote number one in the country. Right. What does that mean? Right. And I used to I used to have to use scouting services, but I would always say, okay, Harvey's number one in on the West Coast, but then he's number six on the East Coast. So right. I mean, right. Right. And Harvey stayed at home with his parents this weekend because he wanted to be a kid. Right. Now he's number 25. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Because he didn't play this weekend. Right. He's number 25. It's about but money. But he was number one last week. Man, get up out of here. It's man. about money. If you're number one this week, you're probably going to be number one for a long time. Right. Ryan right. Williamson. Right. Arguably the best college basketball player. Misses three games. Y'all didn't move his rankings down. No. Nah. It's not gonna happen. But if he was still playing non-scholastic basketball, he missed a, three weekends of, right. of basketball. Oh, Zion Wilson, he didn't fail. Well, they well they want him. They want him to come and they want him to get his spot back. Yeah. They want him. And like I said, people are gonna pay. The, you know, they're gonna fill that gym to do that. That's what it's about. It's That's about money. But like you said, man. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that I've seen in my lifetime that I thought was you know, bona fide NBA guys. I'm like, and, and it did not make it. I Correct. mean, rather it be grades, rather it be they get to the big stage and they can't and they can't perform. I mean, there's a ton of guys. whether it be their parents. You said what? Or whether it be their parents. That's another segment. Oh, we can okay. talk about that I'm somewhere, bad. somewhere I'm else. Bad. Sorry, I'm man. Bad. But like I said, I mean, parents, I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, we got to, we, I, I, I'm, I'm just being honest and, I, and I'm saying this because we want to, we want to help, uh, we want to help these parents. Correct. What you want to do is you want to have an open mind, but you have to find a way to push your child, all right, the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to you got to you got to almost like lead by example. Right. If stuff if stuff is not going their way, don't bash the coach. You right. know what I mean? If, if if there's an issue that you have with the coach, have the kid go talk to the coach. You don't go you don't go talk to the coach. Let the kid find out what they're doing wrong. Or like you said, go to a practice. I, I've seen plenty of times where we've had kids and they wasn't playing. And parents would come to practice and be like, look at them, look at look at how sluggish they are. Look how they, they they're jogging in line. Look how look at what, what type of teammate they are. Mm-hmm. And then parents would understand what was going on. Like so that. you you do that as a parent. Don't don't be the one to bash, don't be the one to pick up your luggage, you just leave. For you real. know, you have the option, but 
that's not going to help your child. Because if you're going to pick up and leave now, you know, and you do that with a couple high schools, go to college and you don't like it. Cause let me let you, let me, let me let you guys understand something, let you in on something right now. Let's talk about coach K at Duke. Coach K is not going to be, he's not these kids friends. He may, he may, well, he may be, you may look at him and say, oh, that would be the best. You, you look at, you look at Coach Pryor over here. Coach Pryor don't know what he's doing. He, he's yelling the whole time. And then Coach K is quiet. Well, guess what? Coach K done said some things to them kids that they get it. They understand. Yeah. Coach Izzo, the same way. He'll get in your face. And these are these guys' livelihood. These yes. coaches, if you can't take a high school coach, a college coach is really a oh, stretch for you. It's a stretch. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta understand that. You know, you're preparing them. If, if, if their goal is to play in college, you got to prepare them for Oh, that. yes. Because this coach needs to win games or he's going to lose his job. his job. Right. He can't feed his family. Right. And he's going to say some things to you that he's going to – keep gonna... his job. I mean, <laughs> not, don't, I tell people all the time. Right. Don't judge that man by what you see on TV. Right. Right. Because the television is going to tell you a lot. That's another story. Well, they, well, well I, I mean, and, and last thing, and I'm done. We're, we'll be done with this. We don't want to go. We don't want to go all day. All day. Uh, I, I, I know Gary Harris well. Correct. And we, and I, and I spoke with Gary Harris Senior, who he's going to be on the podcast for his So we're going to talk. We're going to okay. talk about you know all that good stuff. But he told me how hard conditioning and and that off season is. He said that, you know, really Izzo really didn't have to – he doesn't have to do a whole bunch going into the games and stuff like that. Correct. So, I mean, they these college guys are doing the work, and all you see is the finished product. Yeah. You see Zion Williamson screaming and yelling. You don't see Coach K flipping out on him when, no. he, when he couldn't make his mouth. Exactly. Or, or or he was cutting it close. Or, you know, he had a time he went down and he dunked the basketball. He's celebrating in practice. Yes. And he put everybody on the line and made him run. Like, is. you don't see that stuff. There so, you just have to understand as a parent, you got you to gotta further your kid. You got to better your kid. And you got you have to make, uh, make sure that their mindset is right going forward. Yeah. Coach Pryor, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you giving us um, – what you what you gave us hopefully this touches uh any parents that are out there hopefully it touches your parents definitely would love for the parents to tune in we're going to continue to do these we're trying to help you know we're trying to help the parents we're trying to help the kids uh if you have if you have kids that are going through this they should take a hard listen sweet you can i'll share it i'll share it for sure right so appreciate you having and going forward we will have uh we will put a weight on a lot of our sponsor stuff we want to we want to help you out as best as possible we're gonna kind of go from there hey um we you can you can come check us out we do training at uh at hancock wellness center um you can you can check on our our facebook page uh dream chasers uh during Chasers Basketball Indie, like our page. Um, also, you can you can uh, check out a lot of our sponsors. One is Rita's Ice uh, on 96th Street. Uh, Replay Hemp. Um, if you have any pain or inflammation, um, you definitely want to give this stuff a try. It's been tested over and over again, new to the market. You can check it out. And now we have a wait. So if, if your kid's looking for a, a, a good team to go to, they're looking for a coach that cares for them, you definitely should check out a wait. Hey, I'm Harvey Harrington. It was good. It was good for y'all. I, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Thank you. Bye.